Welcome to Living Truth Ministry Church as we listen in to Pastor Daniel Bome teach on the Word of God. Give thyself wholly to them that they profiting may appear to all. This morning I want to talk to you about a topic I titled Divine Order in a Local Church. Now, let me start by saying to each and every one of us that the Church of Jesus Christ is a combination of different categories of people. The Church of Jesus Christ is a combination of different kinds of people. Race, white, black, Greek, Jew, but, and all kinds of people. The church is a combination of different people from different backgrounds. These different people from different backgrounds are brought together by God for a purpose. That purpose is to glorify God. Number one, and that purpose is to render a service, number two. And number three, that purpose is to restore what Satan has taken away from God's people. Now, if you notice something here, the Bible says that neglect not the gift. I am going to talk about three things there. Number one, I'm going to talk about the gift. Number two, I'm going to talk about the prophecy. And number three, I'm going to talk about the laying on of hands. First, chapter 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly unto them, that they may, profitable may, appear to all. Amen. Now, there are three things I want to show you in there. Number one, I want you to write. This is a class. Number one, gift. Number one is gift. Number two is prophecy. And number three is laying on of hands. Number one is gift. Number two, prophecy. Number three, laying on of hands. Now, let me go back to what I have been trying to tell us for a long while. I am going to touch some basic things that I think personally that most of us thought that it was something different. But God has not changed. Bible says, I am the God, I what? I change not. In the book of Malachi. That is why ye sons of what? Jacob are not what? Are not consumed. The word consumed means that you are not destroyed. That is you are not stagnant. That means you are marching and moving forward. Now, salvation is a combination of God teaching you, God training you, and God preparing you for eternity. Salvation is a combination of God teaching you, God training you, and God preparing you for what? For eternity. Now, why is God teaching you? In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, 19, and 20, remember the Bible said, teaching them to observe what? All things. Now, my question is that why is some things neglected? Why are some things more emphasis than others? 
Why is the church putting so much emphasis on prophecy? Because the devil is trying to subject the church under a satanic kind of deception. Anytime a word, one word from the Bible is taken and misappropriated, something happens. The power of God is held bound. That is why salvation is teaching. Salvation is training. God used salvation to train you so that you can come out from your whole life. And salvation is preparing. What is preparation? God uses salvation to prepare you for the life after this life. Salvation God uses to teach you what you need to know so that you can live the life successfully here while you are preparing for the life after your life here on earth. What is second, salvation is training. Most of us don't like God to train us, to talk to us, to speak to us, and to educate us because we have learned in our own life that we can do anything we want to do. Anything you want to do is not God. I want you to write that down. Anything you do that, anything you want to do is not God. Anything you want to do is not God. Salvation is a wonderful process that comes with spiritual experiences. Salvation is a wonderful process. Wonder, wonder that means this sign shall follow you that believe. That's why it's wonderful. Wonderful means that the wonder should be so full. You didn't get that. Salvation, that's why the Bible said, this sign shall follow them that believe. In another version, it says, this wonderful thing shall follow you. What does that mean? It means that God will use your salvation as a sense of wonderful things. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Now, that salvation may bring wonder, and also that salvation brings you with spiritual experiences. Write that down. There are experiences that are spiritual and there are experiences that are what? Physical. Let me give an example of a spiritual experience. A spiritual experience is speaking in tongues. A spiritual experience is walking by the word of God. Now, salvation has two powerful Outlet. Salvation has two powerful outlets. If you remember in John chapter 4, John, somebody go to John chapter 4. I'm going to take all your papers so that I won't lose them. John chapter 4, anybody see paper, I will take it out. John chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. I'm going to show you something. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh, 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 present continuous. Listen to this church. Whosoever drinketh, it means that whoever comes back to the training, the teaching, 
and the preparation of God. Look at it, it says the next word. Of the water that I sh shall give him shall never what? Test. That is, man has a, a test for water. Now, listen to me, everybody. Everybody that is born of God has a test for God. But that test for God can only be filled by God himself. Now, it goes to say, but the water that I will give him shall be in him a well of water. Salvation is a well of water. Let's start from there. Salvation is a well of water. Salvation is a well of water inside of you. The day you become saved, God puts in you a well. I have experienced it before. I was fasting a seven days drive, I mean, fruit fasting. As I began speaking in tongues, automatically my mouth stuck open. I felt there, is a, there was a, leap, a flow of water from my tummy up and it was refreshing me. Each time I fast that long, I have it. God refresh the one I have because the one you have cannot take you through. That's why it's a process. God, when God changes your world, that means that it's going to change the level of grace. People say, I want anointing. Their world is, is thinking. Their world is full of, of elements that God does not have. God does not need. So here Jesus was saying, was saying here, he said, he said, but the water that I will give him shall be in him. Number one, that salvation remains in you. Now, some people mistake that thing that once saved is always saved. Yes, the day you become saved, you are saved because you confess Jesus is Lord. But the fact that Jesus is your Lord does not mean he has been Lord of your life. I repeat myself. Once you receive salvation, God cannot take it from you. But your salvation that God is looking for is the salvation that moves from you knowing that Jesus died for you to him Delivering you from all the sins you have been committed. That day you confess Jesus, you did not confess your sins. You confess the sin that you did not acknowledge Jesus. That's what that Bible, that scripture means. It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says, If you believe Lord Jesus, you didn't say you commit your sins, if you see your sin. Look at that scripture. It says, Lord Jesus. It means that you acknowledge that Jesus died. And then he said that the acknowledgement comes as a result of you believe that he, God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Automatically, if you believe that you are saved, but it is your responsibility now to take that salvation to the level where it affects you. Did you hear what I said? Salvation affects you before it affects others. How it happens? Jesus comes into your heart first. When he sits on the center of your heart, he now teaches you what you need to do. He now teaches you. He now trains you. He now prepares you. When all those are put in process, you now become real safe. Now let's look at the next, uh, the, the last, we say, will be in him a well of water, what? Springing. What is springing? Water that is in you becomes springing. Springing means it comes out. 
it comes out. When you go to a stream, or you go to somewhere where water is springing out, how many of you have been to some very well wealthy place where they put spring, sprinklers, sprinklers? In your yard, some of you have sprinklers, right? The sprinkler comes from where? From the connection of water that you have, right? A sprinkler cannot work without water, right? Even though when it comes, the Bible here is saying that once your salvation has been fully prepared, trained, it comes out. The reason why some of you, your salvation is not coming out is that you have not fully accepted the preparation that God wants for your life. Somebody said today, say it today, say it today, I will no more be ignorant to salvation. Now, Jesus then made a powerful statement. Jesus did not just say springing forth. He said, after your water begins to spring forth, I will take it to the next level where it becomes water living waters. So I got the, the team for the church. Living truth. It springs forth from people who have been taught, prepared. It springs forth because if you are well taught, you will do the right thing. Now let's look at the scripture. John chapter 7 verse 37. John 7 verse 37. John 7 verse 37. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I am going to really go deep into this one this morning. In verse 37 it says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to who? To who? Talk to me. John 7 verse 37. John chapter 7 verse 37. Oh, sorry. I went ready to start wrong. Sorry. In the last days, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and what? Cried, saying what? If any man what? Let him what? And what? Some people only come to God but they drink. How do you come to God? When you come to God and God gives you what you need, God also instructs you how to go about that thing. That's why when somebody comes here and gets blessed, why is it that they lose the job or lose the thing after they leave the church? Because once God gives it to you, only God can give you the grace to keep it. Are you hearing me, somebody? If God gives you a thing, only God can help you keep that thing. That's why the Bible says he will keep it will keep him whose heart is perfectly, keep him perfect peace, which heart is stayed on him. The word stayed means that as you remain with God, God will keep what he has given you. Let me give an example here. Judas was called an apostle, but he couldn't keep his own because he wasn't listening to instructions. So salvation is teaching, is training, and is what? Preparation. Now, why is God teaching you? Because the devil wants you back. Many of you are between the, this is how your life is. And you are happy about it. But let me tell you something. When your legs are like this, let me share something with you. Satan has the capability of dragging you to hell. What do I mean? You can't be a Christian. 
Christian and be living in sin. You can't. Because God has broken the power of sin over what? Your life. But there is therefore now what? No condemnation to who? To those who are in what? In Christ Jesus. What does that say? It means that God is saying to you, you cannot be a Christian and continue to do the things that he saved you from. You can't do that. Now, this morning I'm going to talk, talk to you about the, the two things that make you burn. The two things. I will talk about the two things that really make you a Christian. Now, if you read that verse, Jesus was talking here in 37. In 38, he said, He that believeth on me, believeth means you must continually believe in him. But somebody said, Pastor, what about if I believe God and nothing is happening to me? The reason why God has not given you what you need is because he knows if he gives you, you will lose it. Did you hear me say that? If God was to give you nothing you have been crying for, like you wanted, you would lose it. But if he prepares you, the word prepared means that he gives you the ability to able to keep what he has given to you. Hallelujah, somebody. I say praise the Lord. He said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. Now, rivers of living water comes out of that well. I have got you to the state where rivers of living water flows. That, that's the stage I am. That's the stage I am. I can tell because I know. Some things now, I, the other day I was just studying. It was like somebody opened a tap of revelation in my ear. The thing was just flowing. So now it's no more me trying to pick apart or look at the scripture and then look get one revelation. And once I open my Bible, it's a flood of revelation I see. Now, I was studying the other day and God told me, say, do you know where baby mama and baby daddy started from? I'll show you where it started from. Jacob. When he married Leah, Remember all the names he named the son. You remember all the names he named the son. The name was significant of baby mama drama. Because she wanted to keep. I will teach you in family time the whole story. It was when she had Judah that she turned her attention away from the husband and began praising God. That was when the husband started loving her. You cannot marry somebody because of children don't keep men. Children don't keep men. Even when she was putting the baby down, Jacob didn't look at her side. That's why if I say, woman, you don't, you, you don't have a child because you want to keep that man. You won't keep him. You can't keep him with the child. The more children you, you have, the more he stays away from me because you tell you you're always breastfeeding. You're always, always the children clubbing you. What about him? He will look because his number one intention is not you. If his number one intention is you, he will love you even with the children. Amen, somebody. When we get to family week, I will explain in full details. Amen. Now, what is new birth? New birth is the combination of two things. Conversion and repentance. New birth is the combination of two things. Conversion, being converted, Fully repented. 
Now, a lot of people ask me, say, Pastor, will God ever forgive me? Yes. But there is a ground for forgiveness. What is forgiveness? Let's start with the word forgiveness. Forgiveness means that God has pardoned your mistakes. If you have a friend that is always making stupid mistakes and comes back and says, I thought you were a Christian, you forgive me. He has not made up his mind to change. Or she has not made up his mind to change. They are ignorant. Why do I say that? What is being converted? In Matthew chapter 18, let's go over there. I have to show you the scripture. Matthew chapter 18, verse 3. Are you getting something out of it? Matthew chapter 18, verse 3. Matthew chapter 18, verse 3 says, And he said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as what? Little children, ye shall not what? Into the kingdom of heaven. He didn't say the kingdom of God. You notice that word there. I explained to the adult class the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Kingdom of God. Except he be born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. What is the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven? The kingdom of God is the kingdom that God introduces you when you are born again. That this is the kingdom of his power, his kingdom of his presence. While the kingdom of heaven is the kingdom where is the presence where God dwells. It means that except you be converted and become like little children, you cannot enter the kingdom. That is, God will not accept you in heaven. You see that thing people say, one saved is always saved. You are not. You are only saved here on earth, but you are not going to make heaven. Because the Bible has given us a condition here. The condition here is that except you be converted, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. That kingdom is saying you will not come to God's presence. But it says you will be saved here. Yes, you will be walking in faith. But there are sins in your life that will withstand and stop you from making God's kingdom. So what do you do? If God is saying that you will not spend eternity with him, you better start begin to search your scripture and look for areas in your life where you can stop the devil from taking the whole of your life. Let's look at the word being converted. What does that mean? The word appears 15 times in the Bible. It means to turn around. Con means or conversion means to turn around. It means that if you were going this direction before God saved you, you were smoking, you were drinking, you were doing all that, you were cursing out. God said, do what? Stop drinking, stop smoking, stop cursing out, and live a life of the righteous. That's what converted me. So if you are sitting there and you are still doing the things you used to do when you were a little child, you are a young man, you are a young woman, you are not yet converted. But you say, Pastor, that's how I've been all my life. You are not. You will not enter that kingdom because look from the scripture, it says 
in verse 3, it says, Very I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. God is not saying you are not a Christian, but you are a Christian, but you will not spend eternity with him because there are little little foxes in your life that are destroying the vine. Like somebody say, we no man know the day nor the hour that the Son of Man will come. Listen, God by his spirit will let us know the day he's coming because we have a conviction of his spirit inside of us. So don't let nobody misquote to you the scriptures. Amen, somebody? To be converted, to turn oneself about and go the opposite direction. If you are a rebellious person before you were saved, God says, turn around from it. If you are a backslider, somebody will today, you will serve God. Tomorrow when you see other your friends doing what they do, so, man, we're going to hang out, we're going to... Then I'm going to ask God to forgive me. God does not forgive you. He does not. He holds it against you and he punishes you for it. But you see, there's a difference by you making a mistake and there's a difference by you making a deliberate sin. Let me explain. There's a difference between deliberate sin and sin of mistake. It is called sin of omission and sin of commission. Sin of commission is the sin that you deliberately, you knew it was a sin. You light that cigarette and you blew the first you share God don't forgive. That's sin of commission. What is sin of omission? Somebody told you something, you didn't know it was the truth and you told somebody else. You did not know, you did not confirm the truth but when you said it later you heard the truth, you made the mistake. That's an honest mistake. God forgives you for that one. But it shows you you mistake. But if you refuse to ask for forgiveness, you have turned that omission to commission. Commission means you knew what it was before you did it. Omissions means you did not know what it was and you did it. So God is saying, turn around from the world. You cannot live your life like the world lives their life. Like a lot of you people, some of you here, I heard some of you say one time ago, but God, why is it that God... See, the people of the world get blessed and the children, they are not getting blessed. Satan is only preparing them for hell. He's giving them the things that will keep them more in their sins. Take for example, today everybody wants to wear open shoulder, open, for them, for me to see their little, uh, what, what you call it, the, 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 and then you wear a uh, thing that uh, you will see the, the crack of your butt, and then you see men wearing saggy pants, and uh, you say you go to heaven. If Jesus comes, you will not leave. Because you are already identifying yourself with the world. You wear saggy pants. And then everywhere you go, you're bouncing around and you're pulling the pants as if you don't have a belt. That is a, a doctrine from hell to show your butt. Bible says do everything with modesty and honesty, right? Not, that's not what the Bible says. Dress like a Christian. There are ways I'm going to teach you here how to dress like a Christian. I'm not saying wear a shirt that close your uh, wear a long dress or close your where air cannot come into your body. That's not the way. It's Christianity is not being defined by what you wear. Christianity is defined by what you receive and how you apply it. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Now, you see. It's a journey. 
It means turn your back at your old self. That's to be converted. You need to say, from now on, I'm not going to be an alcoholic. And some of you drink to a point where you become stupid with it. And then you want to turn around and preach to somebody about Jesus. Who would listen to you? Let me show you something this morning. Bible said, alcohol that is dying. Because I got to address it. God told me to address it once and for all. Because if you are here drinking, you will become poor the rest of your life. There's a scripture in the Bible. There's a scripture in the Bible. There's a scripture in the Bible. Amen, somebody. I said amen, somebody. Are you here with me? Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1. I want to show you so that we look as if I'm the pastor that showed you. Because if any other pastor allows you to become evil and you are going to hell. Proverb. Proverb is before Psalms. After Psalms. After the book of Psalms. Proverbs 20 verse 1. The pastor, why are you talking about uh, uh, Jesus turned water into wine? I will tell you the kind of wine he turned in. He didn't say alcohol. And Jesus didn't turn water into strong drink. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1, look at it. Are you there? It said, wine is what? A mocker. Strong drinks is what? Whosoever is deceived thereby what? That means that drink is deceiving you. It's deceiving you. God said be converted. If you drink 10 gallons, he said, don't drink anymore, no more. Turn around for me. Let me show you something. Go to Acts of Apostles chapter 26, verse 18. Act of the Apostle. It's verse 18. 26, verse 18. Are you there? Act 26 verse 18, he said, he said, to open what? Their eyes and to turn them from what? Darkness to what? And from the power of Satan unto who? That they may receive what? Forgiveness of sin and inheritance. Look at where I got that scripture from. Among them, which are what? Are sanctified by faith that is in what? So God is saying you cannot live your life anyhow. Okay. I remember the first time I met some of you, some of you were cussing out. I said, you can't cuss around me. Some of you got offended and said, Pastor, being too holy. Ain't by holy. It's not about being holy. A child of God does not curse. You know where it comes from? I will show you. In Ezekiel 28. Let me show you where it comes from. You're a child of the devil. You have a trace of the devil. Satan wants to keep you in bondage. 28. Let me show you something. Ezekiel 28. You know this, a lot of people, you don't like me because I'm saying this. this evening. But, uh, 
I have to preach it. I told her I would preach sanctification, holiness. I'm not going to step that. That's what has blessed me over the years. Amen? In verse 16, look at. Look at. In verse 16, it says, By the multitude of what? Of thy merchandise, they have what? Fill the midst of thee with what? Violence. And thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as what? The word profane means evil words. Profanity is evil. You cannot be saying somebody is MF, FF, MF, FF, and they think you're a Christian. The Bible says, let no evil, corrupt communication come out from your mouth. Profane means profanity. That's where profanity came from. 